Spider-Man 2 is dead. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Inside Gaming Roundup Live. Well, okay, maybe not. The biggest sequel release of the year is here right now. And no, it's not the web crawler. It's Alan Wake 2. Oh, I thought you, I was like, Jack, that's not the story. This is a title people have waited for for a very, very long time. Over a decade, to be precise, Blizz. And right now, re reviews have just been incredible so far. Forbes pulled up a bunch of reviews. Uh, VGC gave it a 10 of 10, saying massively confident, often groundbreaking, and full of surprises. Alan Wake 2 is Remedy at its very best. The shooting isn't stellar, but Alan Wake 2 is otherwise a horror thriller that shouldn't be missed. If if something isn't stellar in a video game, how do you give it a 10 of 10? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, um, VGC. I don't know. Maybe it's like the bar's low. Like I would say, a ten of ten is like perfect, right? Like nothing, nothing is wrong. Anyway, video game yeah. reviews. Uh, the sixth axis also gave it a ten of ten, just as it gives equal screen time to its two protagonists. Alan Wake Two is a fine blend of equal parts narrative and survival horror. Both aspects are brought together in brilliant fashion to create a game that is going to mess with your head, scare the hell out of you, and make you grin about it as you plunge forward once more, eager to see what's next. And IGN gave it a nine of ten just a little ding alan wake 2 is a superb survival horror sequel that makes the cult classic original seem like a little more than a rough first draft by comparison so there you go that's good that's what you want in a sequel right is for it to improve upon on the original uh this has been a hell of a year for really really great video games and don't let this one get lost in the mix because like right now obviously we've still got starfield out there we got a new Super Super Mario Brothers game out there. We've got Spider-Man out there. But in a, in a year where you, we kicked off this year with Dead Space, which was awesome. And now we, we just have so many great, great games. Don't let this one go. Uh, but a lot of folks weren't even sure if this game was going to happen. Sam Lake, who's the co-writer and co-director, and he's also the uh, face of Max Payne. Have you ever seen him? He's literally the guy they based the face of Max Payne on. Uh, said this was a long time coming. The original game out, the, the original game, came out on the same day as Red Dead Redemption, the Rockstar massive hit. So <clears throat> kind of got lost in the mix uh, that first couple day. And, um, but over time, it, it kind of found its passionate fan base and has, has, has a cult following now. And so obviously enough of that was around to push it forward to make a sequel. Um, that you know that cult following helped get the game back on the radar and eventually the sequel was thrown to the works it was announced at the game awards in 2021 and two years later it is now available for the world to get its hands on what do you guys think in chat are you excited for alan wake 2 blizz have you played alan wake i haven't but i've been watching a couple of streamers play it they yeah their hands on it and it looks really cool but it's giving me resident evil isk like vibe yeah and i wasn't a resident evil kid until like now i just got into like a resident evil-esque mode it's it's a pretty cool idea because it's like a story writer who's like it's like a horror horror game based around this guy who's writing stories i watched jeff play it back in the day back yeah. in 2010 like he got it and it was it was great because jeff is a huge book book nerd and so he was super into it and i was super into oh, watching this a, him this is a book it. Uh, well, no, it's like, so Alan Wake is a writer and it's like basically oh, he's writing okay. his own pain and misery and stuff. It's pretty great. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, we've got Alan Wake, uh, Spider-Man. So like, what, do you guys think it's going to get lost in the mix? Are you nervous about this one? Or do you think it's another one that's going to be a slow burn that just kind of people come back to and pick up on and like, that's going to be it. I, I'm just excited to see how it does in general. Yeah, I have faith in it. It looks really good from what I'm looking at. Honestly, now I'm interested. I feel like, do I need to play the first one in order to play the second one? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's super, super okay. impressive graphics and stuff too. Blizz, 
What else is going on in the world of video games? Well, it looks like right now in the gameplay, Alan Wake is currently smashing things. Mm. So speaking of smashing, was that a good chance? He's learning, you guys. He's learning. I've learned transitions. That was Y'all, uh, so... I, I don't know how to say this other than you were doing really well. Competitive <laughs> Smash Bros. players are pissed at the new tournament guidelines released by Nintendo, and it's not looking good, Jack. Uh oh, it is not looking good. Oh my God, what's well, so not, not good? Not to be dramatic, but this could essentially destroy all uh, the esports like Smash scene, uh -oh. or at least what's left of it for okay. Nintendo. Uh, on October 24th, Nintendo UK, Nintendo North America, and Nintendo Nintendo mm. Nintendo Japan posted rules that set a strict limit on all community tournaments. Hmm. In addition to being a nonprofit events, these official tournaments have to be limited to 200 participants. What? We're not done. No <laughs> prizes above five thousand dollars. What? Why? No sponsors allowed. Okay. And no usage of modified versions of the game. If you're a smash head like me, you know, like the modified version Project M, mm -hmm. that is not allowed. That is a hacked version of Melee that is no longer allowed in the tournament setting. So Jack, I used to compete really? in Project M tournaments and Melee tournaments and Brawl tournaments. It's the playability is a little bit different. Okay. With Project M, you also get like more different like costumes and stuff, different okay. cosmetics too. Huh. Like daisies in it because it's a variation of Peach. Like it's kind of, it's it's definitely interesting. Hmm. Um, also, one last rule: no food or beverages or merch is allowed. What? Yeah, there's <laughs> what? a lot of rules here. <laughs> so like. The guidelines don't ban all commercial tournaments, but they do require that you also need a special license obtained from Nintendo in order to uh, host one. And the T is there isn't, when you're like applying for a process or a license or something, there's usually like requirements you need. Mm -hmm. uh, no, it's Nintendo basically deciding on if you get it or not. Whoa, okay. Like it's completely up to them, which sounds sketchy, but I don't know, it's just me being pessimistic about Nintendo. <laughs> A lot of folks are worried about the trickle down with these rules uh, when it comes to bigger esports events, but this isn't the first time Nintendo has done something in the competitive community or that the folks in the competitive community have seen negatively. Um, this could make holding a Smash tournament too much of a headache to deal with. So I could see the Smash community slowly, the competitive Smash community slowly pulling away from wanting to do these esports events in the future because that's that's so hard. Like two hundred participants, five thousand dollars, no sponsors allowed. Like, yeah, wh wh where are you getting the money? Yeah, yeah, that's so difficult. And was that five thousand total or five thousand just for the winner? Okay, so yeah. no prizes above. So it could be five thousand for the winner. But even yeah. then, it's like if you're traveling and putting yourself up in a hotel, like just for a chance to win maybe half of what you've spent to get there. It's like that's stupid. Yeah, it's definitely not worth it but tweeted by one of the quotations five gods of smash adam armada uh lingren says fuck nintendo they are like a five-year-old screaming for attention at all times when it comes to competitive smash hmm. <laughs> some players like hungry box who's also one of the five gods of smash usually hosts a smash event like every month he said that he's going to continue to do so until nintendo personally sends him lawyers oh great so until then, as is a quote, until then, I am calling their fucking bluff. <laughs> Power to you, bro. Power to you. Honestly, don't be afraid of big Nintendo. It seems like recently people haven't been afraid of Nintendo anyways, uh, with the leaks and everything of stuff coming out. So I'm not saying like do a crime, but like 
I don't know, have fun. Um, in the past, Nintendo has tried to do similar things with the competitive scene. In 2013, they tried to get rid of Melee at uh, Evo, uh, but backed down after a massive backlash from their player base. Uh, when Sony bought Evo in 2022, Nintendo pulled Smash Bros. from the event entirely. Mm. Um, this is not it. There is a longer list, but I'm not going to spend the entire entirety talking about the Nintendo long list of things they've done to competitive players but if you want to look them up it's very easy to find to me personally to just give my opinion these rules are bullshit i personally think people should be allowed to have their fun in a way the this like nintendo's still getting marketing from these competitions from from a game that is so hecking awesome and so has a great legacy and these tournaments are still around because of this one game super smash bros I mean, how long has Super Smash Bros. been out? Like 1996 or something like that? A long time. Very long time. Uh, I made up a date. Please don't wreck me in the comments. I, I need this. Uh, but the community is so strong there. So why would you go against one of the communities that was constantly rooting for you? Uh, as a former Smash competitor, I feel like this is personally an L for Nintendo. I'm usually all about not committing crimes unless it's stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. But I fully support people like Hungrybox, who is going to continue running tournaments until Nintendo lawyers start knocking. Again, good luck. Do it. Uh, anyways, these guidelines are set to begin November 15th this year. So good luck to all the gamers. You know we do this big Extra Life marathon stream every year. But did you know you don't need a Wheel of Vengeance, Leet donations, and everything else we do to help support children's hospitals? You can sign up right now to play the games you love while raising critical funds for kids treated at member hospitals of the Children's Miracle Network. It's easy, it's fun, and it's a chance for you to help do some good in the world. Extra Life is proud to have grown into a successful community-driven cause gaming program, and they've raised more than $100 million in the last 15 years. By joining Extra Life, you are becoming a change maker for children's health, so go be a hero for kids in your community today. Sign up for Extra Life today to play games to change kids' health for the better. You can sign up using the link in the description. Go play games and do some good, and feel free to join Team Rooster Teeth if you want to. Yeah. But you know what? There's going to be a lot of this Christmas, Blizz. Yeah. Sony PlayStation 5s. That's right. Uh, Christmas is coming soon. And guess what? If you've been holding off on getting a PS5 because they're literally impossible to find, now is your chance. That's right. Sony claims there will be plenty of inventory to purchase this holiday season. Finally, from Yahoo Finance, Eric Limpel, who's Sony's SVP of global marketing, I think that's senior vice president, quote, we had supply challenges just like every other consumer product out there that uses the same chips we use, and we couldn't get a PlayStation 5 to everybody that wanted one. But this is the first full year where we can do that. Sony makes a lot of stuff, uh, but their game and network service Slice of Pie is by far the largest, taking in 24.3 billion with a B. 24.3 billion dollars. More than million. It's more than a thousand millions. Uh, a lot of issues created a supply issue. COVID kept a lot of folks at home and suddenly everybody wanted a new console. Remember when everyone wanted to play uh, Animal Crossing? Yeah. That was the whole thing. Yeah, same deal with this. So supply couldn't keep up. Also due to COVID, the guts of the PS5 uh, were very difficult to produce because chip shortages across the board. Lots of people wanted stuff and chips started getting hard to make and there weren't as many people there to make them. So supply had already been gutted. Now though, most of those issues have been sorted and everyone can get their hands on that enormous beast of a console. Did I say enormous? 
I meant that's the old version. That's right, because the new PS5 Slim is coming with some interesting new problems too, Blizz. We got a double story here. The new Slim version <laughs> of the PS5 has a disk drive that's actually removable. You can take Whoa. it off if you just want just the Slim version of the console. I thought we were done with disks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. Uh, but, you know, that's that's cool for the people who've been buying disks. And, uh, you know, and they've been using their own. A lot of people use online catalogs, so you don't need the disk. But you can leave it on there if you want. But... Some reports are getting some people nervous. Apparently, an internet connection is required for the initial setup for the console itself. A disclaimer on the physical box of the console reads, quote, internet connection required to pair disk drive and PS5 console upon setup. Not a big deal, some may be thinking, but the issue lies with any hardware being software locked. Now, what that means is you have to connect to the internet in order to actually get your hardware to work. Okay, not a big deal. But hey, what happens in 20 years if someone ends up buying like an ancient PS5 Slim just for funsies, but the server that you needed to set up the machine doesn't exist anymore? Then you got a brick piece of hardware that's crappy. A lot of a lot of folks in the game preservation community are rightfully upset about this new concern, and we'll see how it all shakes out on Sony's side of things. Do you guys think something like this should be allowed to happen? Do you think there should be regulations about maybe someone doesn't want to connect to the internet? Maybe someone lives in a cabin in a woods and all they have is a solar powered battery to play their console and, and TVs and they can't connect to the internet. What, what about those people? What why, about the cabin livers? Why mm -hmm. are you in a cabin? Maybe you want to get away from things, but maybe you want to play Spider-Man 2. You want to get away from things, but play Spider-Man 2? Yeah, maybe. That's I don't fair. know. I'll, I don't I'll know. give it that. I'm just saying. So anyway, it's, it's kind of a crappy thing. You know, a lot of people, like, they, they, they hold on to their discs because we've seen a lot of digital archives disappear. You know, a lot of people, like, losing, like, I think Origin from EA went down. There's a whole bunch of other stuff. And if it's all in the cloud, it could just disappear someday because maybe it gets rainy. I don't know how the cloud works. I'm not sure how that works, but how does the cloud work, Jack? I'm not sure. You put the games in there, and then the saves go up there, and then it, you have to download the saves in the cloud, and then God it is gets, like the disc master, exactly. In the and, and the Easter Bunny is telling you no. So, <laughs> but all those games are stored up in the cloud. And speaking of games, we have some new releases this week, Blizz. Coming <laughs> out now, we have Leap into a world of epic sweetness and discover the destiny of a cupcake hero that you create. That was the most broken sentence ever. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Leap into the world of epic sweetness and discover the destiny of a cupcake hero that you create. Whip up a frosting style and color palette that brings them to life. Then get ready to explore Pastelaria. Mm, an enchanted kingdom that's jam-packed full of magic and mystery. Who are the legendary battle cakes? And do you have the right stuff to join their storied ranks? Battle cakes coming to PC October 26th, AKA today. This one I'm excited for. I wish I had a VR setup. Are you ready to save the city of San Francisco from the ghost Lord? Grab your friends and team up in this cooperative multiplayer adventure made exclusively for VR. Team up with friends and become a Ghostbuster in this made-for-VR adventure available today. Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord hits the PSVR 2 and Quest today. Speaking of ghosts, immerse yourself in a dystopian world where you become a ghost runner, a cybernetic ninja warrior on a mission to restore justice. With lightning-fast reflexes and deadly precision, navigate through treacherous environments, slicing through enemies with your razor-sharp katana, Unleash your inner warrior as you leap 
across skyscrapers, defying gravity with every move. Ghost Runner 2 coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and PC October 26th, aka today. That's twice now you've done that. I love that. Wait, what did I have You do? said aka today. You said aka today. I always do aka today. I like it. I like it. Play as Maniko. Is that right? Or Miniko? I think it's Maniko. Man it's a Ma cat. Maniko, a curious girl who has just arrived at her new home on a struggling Japanese-inspired island at the base of Mount Fugu. The, the superstitious locals on the island worship the sun cat Nico. What was always thought to be a long-told myth has the town puzzled as sightings of Nico have begun to surface among the residents of the island oh, in recent days. It's Dis probably Maneko. Maneko? Yeah. Discover the secrets behind the town and restore the struggling village to its former glory, all the while manage your daily activities, complete various jobs, venture on whimsical quests, and craft peculiar items in preparation for the weekly night market. Minico, Minico, Minico? Maybe it's Minico. Minico's night market <laughs> hits the PS5, PS4, Xbox One, uh today it was already available on the switch and pc i think we may have mentioned this a month ago when it came out before I'm the switch and pc ea sports EA ufc sports. 5 is a is as real as it gets i know nothing about sports okay powered by frostbite's engine advanced rendering capabilities your favorite fighters are now unparalleled character likeness to com complement next level environment fidelity Look at all those buzzwords in the sense. That'll My make God. their walk to the octagon feel like a PPV main event. Paper, what? Pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. Oh, big, okay. A pay-per-view is like a big event. The all-new real impact system brings the intensity and strategy to a to, to of a fight to life <laughs> as cuts and strikes a absorbed can affect mobility, defense, stamina, and more. Take too much damage and the doctor could stop the fight. Oh my God, EA Sports UFC 5 coming to PlayStation, Xbox Series X on October 27th, AKA tomorrow. You know, my UFC name is called The Doctor. Why? Because I can stop the fight. Ritualistic murders in a small town, an FBI agent looking for answers and a writer looking for an escape from the nightmare he is writing. Who is the victim and who is the monster? Alan Wake. Two hits the PS5, Xbox Series S, and X, and PC tomorrow, October 27th. That's gonna do it for us today. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and watching. Make sure if you like, uh, if you want to hear us in podcast form, you can hear us anywhere you get your RSS feeds, and uh, we we come as like a podcast. Now you can download us and listen to us. Put us in your ear holes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, we're also streaming live on Twitch right now, as a matter of fact. Twitch.tv slash Rooster Teeth. We stream Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays from 3 until 7 p.m. Central. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching. We love you, and we'll see you next time. See ya.